Welcome back to Sierra Unraveled. Today, I'm going to be doing my best to make it through this segment without blubbering like a fool. But for some reason, when it comes to talking about my faith in God, I just get super freaking emotional. I'm human, you know? And I really love a good cry sesh. I always say, don't hold that shit in, girl. Get it out. Okay, so in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing my faith. This is a very uncomfortable topic for most people, people who are typically far from Jesus. But I promise I won't be reading any scripture or psalms because I'm just not that religious yet. (laughs) And I wish I was cool enough to do that kind of thing, but I'm still learning. Anyway... I'm here to talk about my journey with Christ, or insert whatever name you call him, and my overall view on religion. It's interesting, I guess you could say, and probably very different, but when you have a heart full of love, I'm not sure of any other way to view it. You may share your views or comments in the reviews, just please no hate. I'm not into any of that. I'm a firm believer of if you have nothing nice to say, Keep your stinky mouth shut. (laughs) So growing up, I was never baptized, and here's why. My dad was a Jehovah's Witness, and you better believe, was door knocking, popping out of that minivan with my Mary Janes on and long frilly socks every single weekend. On the flip side, my mom was raised a Catholic. They never forced us into religion with like a baptism but they did just make us go with them whenever they decided to go. And I'm very grateful for this. I feel that if they would have made us make that decision or forced it upon us to decide, then I wouldn't be as grateful as I am uh, for religion itself now. I wouldn't appreciate it. I wouldn't think it's that important because, you know, when you are forced to do things, especially as a child, as soon as you get that second to rebel, that's exactly what you do. So I'm, I'm grateful. It's also probably super uncommon for two religions to intermingle, marry, and conceive children without one of the parents converting. Mine did not. They were not married very long, but long enough that I got comfortable attending both services at both the Kingdom Hall and the church. I got to read bits and pieces of both the Bible and the Watchtower. Can you imagine little me trying to understand the difference between the two places and the difference between the teachings? Shoot, to this day I still don't even have it all figured out. And that's okay, because overall I have a deep respect for both religions. All religions for that matter. Just last week I was discussing with my therapist how I really don't care what you follow or believe in, as long as it pushes you to become the best, most genuine, loving version of yourself or whatever your beliefs are that keep you going and motivated every single day. I really don't mind. No one religion is superior to another, and as long as we all strive to love each other and the rest of our crazy-ass human race and, like, understand that there is some kind of higher power, I'm cool with that. Two weeks ago, one of my teaching pastors reached out to me and asked to share my testimony because... I have just like recently delved into my faith. Delve. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever used that word before, but I like it. Anyways, seriously, I just got baptized in March and it's been like a whole eight months and I'm like a straight newbie at all of this and I'm probably most likely doing it wrong. Probably most likely, (laughs) but God loves me just the way I am and I just keep coming back and asking for forgiveness 
Okay, so again, my pastor asked me for my testimony for the second time since the spring. I originally shared my story with a different teaching pastor who originally, who was the person who um, organized my actual baptism, but I haven't really, they don't think they did anything with it, and I haven't done anything with it since then, and with COVID, I haven't heard from them much. So I figured it was like a really big deal if, or a good thing that they reached out and asked for it again, because my church has over like a thousand followers. I don't even know how big it is, honestly. We have like seven campuses in Michigan. Yes, campuses. That's how you know it's big. I feel like really special that they asked for my story. Like out of all those people, gosh, okay, I tangent a lot. You really get to understand my personality on here. Like, don't you? (laughs) Okay, so my testimony, seriously, here it is. My whole life, I've been focused on money, how to make ends meet, and lived in high stress. I woke up every day trying to think of reasons to get out of bed. To be honest, there were plenty of times where I hated my life or myself. I was missing love in both of those aspects, which greatly contribute to who I am. I was always on the search for better jobs. I looked for jobs where I'd make more money or feel more important at the end of the day. I looked for love in people. I hoped that both would mend my brokenness. Somehow, I still ended up right where I started. I questioned my purpose in life far too often. In 2019, I was at my wit's end in a very abusive, toxic relationship with an alcoholic. I had just had a baby, and I needed a way out. I went to church with a dear friend for the first time in a long time in August 2019. With my first encounter, I was overwhelmed by emotions and speechless at the power of the Lord. I spoke with God and asked him if this is where I was supposed to be. This was the first time in my life where I actually trusted God to maybe potentially be my savior. I finally started to understand why everything was happening around me, and I knew that from there, I would let him guide me through my struggles. I started praying and promising God I will embrace my faith every single day. After six months of hanging on for dear life, I moved out of state and back. My toxic partner asked me to marry him, and I actually had the courage to say no. A month later, he decided we're going to court over our child, and I found out that he would be getting a lawyer. I prayed endlessly and fiercely, praise after praise after praise. I was thankful for the basic needs in life, and I was kind of just trusting him to work out the rest. Two weeks after that, I got news that the legal aid is going to pick up our case and fight for my daughter's life. God did that. The following week, I decided I'm going to take my next step. I wanted to become united with him for the rest of my life. Since my decision to get baptized, I had the best week I had had in my entire life, and I owe everything to him. I will continue to live for him. Then my pastor asked, how has life been since taking this next step? How has your faith in Jesus, your connection to community, etc., helped you overcome specific situations? And my response? Life has been just much easier knowing that Jesus is with me, with us, through it all. I'm no longer stressed and worry about the outcome because I trust that God has a plan. Every situation is a learning lesson and potentially an opportunity to bring me closer to him. I read scripture and pray and share my love of the Lord almost daily with any and everyone willing to listen. I feel at peace and I do my best to share my story. 
There's no other way to explain how far I've come. My faith in Jesus has helped me overcome going back to a toxic relationship, forgiveness to those who are far from Jesus, comfort during job loss, hope for humanity during the protests, safety after witnessing a tragic car accident involving a close neighbor of mine, and clarity with COVID. I've had way more faith than I've ever had before. He's truly kept me sane. That is why I continue to praise him. I feel at home every Sunday when I come to 242. My family, who was never very religious, also regularly, regularly, I've been struggling with that word all week, also regularly partakes in service. They live three hours away, but the message and Jesus always brings us closer. It's so beautiful. And I really can't thank 242 enough for allowing me to become a part of their family. I was at a point in my life where I just didn't know what to do. I started praying and believing and having faith and everything else kind of just started to fall into place. I don't feel lost anymore. I could really go on and on. I'm not sure specifically what you are looking for in these answers because so much has happened in my life in the past year. I just know that I'm on this path of chasing God. It's not perfect and I don't know where it's going to take me, but I'm absolutely positive this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And now the nitty gritty. I started looking back at times in my life and looking for things like, how the heck have I made it this far? And here are some real life examples. My mother was able to raise three children by herself, single-handedly. That's, that's amazing. We all made it out alive, okay? None of us killed each other. That was, that's, that's amazing. We had food delivered to our house on Thanksgiving by the school system because we were quote-unquote poor. I remember, like, they showed up in a minivan, and my mom was like, who's here? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, okay, don't answer the door. And they just start showing up with, like, all these bags and boxes of food. And she was so confused. And then they said, like, oh, your family was kind of on the list for one of the lower-income households, so we just wanted to drop off some things to make sure you guys have a, a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, my heart. I went to nationals three times in a row for cheerleading. I made varsity cheer as the only freshman. I got a scholarship for college because there was no way, no way, we could have afforded that out of pocket. I graduated from college cum laude within the designated four-year time frame. The four-year time frame alone is an accomplishment, but the fact that I was able to attain a really good GPA, amazing. I was blacked out drunk far too many times in my life, and I survived. I lived through the craziest airplane flight back from Miami in a wild storm where this guy next to me was snoring loud as ever, and I had tears streaming down my face because the flight attendants had to stay buckled the entire time because the turbulence was so bad, and I was so upset that I couldn't get any pretzels or ginger ale. I know, I'm so dramatic, but seriously, I was very upset by this, but I survived. I made it through a 14-day sail around a huge island in Australia where I previously signed my life away, saying that I understood that I could practically die on this trip. Seriously, the paperwork read, you could get in a car accident today or a tree could fall on you tomorrow, so you must know that Australia is home to some of the most dangerous creatures, snakes, big-ass spiders, etc. We would not be held responsible for your death. Okay, sign the document. I somehow managed to buy a house at 23 with a mediocre job, 
a meh credit score at the time, and hardly any savings. And shout out to my mom for co-signing, who also didn't even know if it was going to go through because she had a previous bankruptcy on her record. Crazy stuff. And then I got pregnant. A blessing. I had a super healthy pregnancy with no labor complications, no epidural. And lastly, I had the courage to leave a relationship that was doing me no good, like none whatsoever. I know it's a reoccurring theme, but I almost married this guy. And none of this could have happened without God. Then I started looking at all the instances that he has most definitely been present in my life, and I stupidly ignored him because I'm just stubborn. I had a Facebook post from high school where I was quoting a Bible verse, and I promise you I did not know it at the time, and I did not realize it until it came up in the Bible this year. You know, the famous one, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and despitefully use you. Yeah, in 2012 I wrote that. Then I looked at over 100 houses in 2018, and I had over five offers fall through. I even switched realtors in the middle of it all, and I ended up right across the street from my neighbor. My neighbor who would eventually drag me to church with her after asking me for almost a year straight. And I finally had enough of my home life and I needed a way out. My neighbor who I post about regularly on my Instagram story because she's always bringing me food and checking in on the baby and I. My neighbor, who ended up being the one who baptized me, because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here right now. I had an entire meltdown that day in church when I realized that he placed me in this house directly across the street from her, my neighbor. Then, after that, he just kept on showing up, and that's because now I'm looking for him. I'm embracing him every single day. I go into my garage and see Jesus Loves You Suncatcher that's been hanging there since I moved in two years ago. Has that always been there? I was blind, but I guess I now see. I picked up a table from Facebook Marketplace from this lovely couple in Ann Arbor to get home and screw it together, and on the bottom of it, it says Jesus Loves You. Do you have chills yet? I started praying like a mad person when my ex went behind my back and got a lawyer after he swore he wouldn't. After I had been unemployed as a stay-at-home mama for the past two years, I'm like, I can't afford a lawyer. How could he go do this? And then the county picks up my case to represent my daughter. And they originally told me that they didn't have the resources. That week, I went and got baptized. Like, beelined it to the baptismal tub. Then COVID hits. I see it as a blessing because I was getting ready to launch Zumbini classes with my daughter but then I got additional time to stay at home with her just a little bit longer. I somehow then got approved for unemployment until I could find a job where I could work from home and not have to put my daughter in daycare because I refused to let anyone else raise her. Then God gave me a job where I can now work from home and not have to put my daughter in daycare while also making as much money as I want. I didn't even know that was possible, but with him, anything is possible. The little girl who was supposed to be my daughter's best friend growing up, literally not even six months apart from her, lives across the street from us. Um, She got into a bike slash car accident while my daughter and I were on a walk. And we saw the fire trucks and ambulances, but we didn't know what happened. Then the next day, I found out that she had passed away. And then three weeks later, her mom gets out of the hospital and comes over to see if I'm okay. 
and she tells me that she healed faster than anyone ever has. The doctors were just blown away. She had a broken clavicle, um, broken ribs, brain a brain bleed, and she lost her memory and just a few other things. And that day, her daughter saved her life. Her daughter wasn't even supposed to go with her that day, but she demanded that she got in the wagon and go with. And then she told me that her daughter's name meant healer and to cure in Greek. And I dropped to my damn knees. Are you hearing this? The only comfort and consistent love I found in my life has been with him. I swear, I thought I wouldn't make it out of any of these situations. The nights that I've spent on the floor crying and asking him to give me strength and thanking him for every, everything that he provides for us every day and the things that we often take for granted, especially as Americans. A roof over your head, food in the fridge, heat because winter is coming here in Michigan. I don't care if you want to ignore it. It's coming. It's almost here. Your health, your children's health, the support from others that care about you, the love that you receive from your family and friends, and the ability or freedom to go wherever and whenever, even with COVID going on. We take all of these things for granted. We're worried about the wrong things. The only thing we need to worry about is our relationship with God and spreading that love and comfort with other people who need it most. Jesus saves, but it starts with you. I am hoping that this is my most powerful episode. (laughs) Big dreams, I know. But I pray that God will help you through whatever you are going through. I pray that you have the courage to reach out or speak up if you need advice, comfort, or prayer. He is always listening. And I am always listening too. If you need me, I'm here. My purpose is so much greater than providing a fulfilling life for my daughter. I want to help you. And that's why I'm here with you. While writing this, I was bawling my eyes out because my fingers just wouldn't stop moving, and I realized I wasn't writing anymore. The Lord was. So the last thing I have to say is this. One of the first messages I heard in church that I desperately needed to hear is that God loves you just as you are. He looks for the broken, the sick, the hurting, so he can save you. I am not perfect, and I never will be. I am human. And I have things that I battle with and struggle with on the daily. And if you know me personally, you know exactly what they are. But tomorrow is a new day, and he is rooting for you, and so am I. So stop letting them unravel you, because only you can unravel yourself. I'll talk to you next week where I'll be sharing how I changed my mindset, because I was actually trapped in my own head, and I finally found a way out, and I can't wait to share it with you.